Hi, I'm Antoinette, and today I'm talking about letting go of fear, or at least addressing your fears. Everyone goes through some form of fear. I don't care who you are in this world, you're going to go through some form of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. So and there's, here's, the, here's the definition of fear, F-E-A-R. Fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause you some type of pain or is a threat to you. Fear is to be afraid. Fear is also associated with anxiety or uneasiness of being afraid of something. So we always go back and say, well, I, I, I get anxious around this time or I have anxiety. I have a fear for me personally. I am literally walking out of anxiety and I was diagnosed with anxiety. Okay, so that's what the doctor told me I had. But what it is, is I have a physical and emotional response to some things and some triggers in my life. And a lot of people say fear is a false evidence appearing real. And then the therapist will tell you to face everything and rise above what it is that you're afraid of or that's causing you to have an emotional reaction or a physical reaction. In my case, I have both. Fear. Some of the things I've been taught through therapy and that I practice every day in my life is take a time out. Take a time out, especially in those really high stressful situations that cause my body to have a physical response and I walk in fear from it. And then I have an emotional, normally I have an emotional response first and then I have a physical response. So take a time out. So literally I will withdraw myself from the situation for a moment, especially when it comes to things that I really can't control, like being in an area where I have to be or because of, because I'm in ministry um, to walk out, take a minute, pause and bring reality back to myself of where I am and what, what situation am I currently in? Because I don't want to keep continue to give my my mind about the time to have that false evidence of where I used to be. And then make it what I that evidence of what I used to be or that situation I used to be in feel real to me. So my body is giving me an, a reality response and an emotional response on something that happened to me before because then I'm triggered. So then I have to take a time out, remove myself from the situation for a moment, breathe, truly breathe and face what look at the facts of where I am. I have to review the evidence. Okay, I'm physically in I'm physically no longer in Iraq. I'm physically no longer in my mother's home. I'm physically whatever the traumatic experience that it that it triggered for me. Loud, loud noises triggered for me being back in Iraq. I don't like the the sound of drums and I don't like when music is too high and there's just so much reaction in music and movement in music that it can take me or trigger me back to a place when I was at a fight or flight stance and that was when I was in the military also some things trigger me on my emotions when I well they used to trigger me on my emotions um when I come into situations around my family because as we all know, there's two sides to every family. Sometimes in most some most some cases, if you're a stepchild, you have three to four sides to your family. And there were some things that were triggering me being around my family. And so I would still have to take a time out, go out, breathe, realize where I am now. Who I am now does not match up to the little girl who was traumatized when she was smaller. So I had to review the evidence. Another trigger that was for me is I always tried to be perfect. I tried to be perfect for everybody. So I had a fear of not being viewed as perfect. I had a fear of not 
um, accomplishing certain tasks because they expected me to make straight A's. So there was a fear for me that if I didn't meet their expectations, then I wasn't perfect and I wouldn't be accepted again because I had this fear. It would cause me an emotional reaction and then a physical reaction where I'm just I block off everything. And now I'm tense and I, I don't know how to relax and I don't know how to be in the same space with people. So a lot of those things I had to work out. I had to let go of my fears by walking the process out. Time out from where I am. Take a moment. Breathe. Face the reality of where I am. Like really, what situation am I currently in? Where am I at? What's going on around me? Can I control any of those situations? And if I can, then do that. Do what's best. Do what's best in my best interest. Not what's in the best interest of other people because they're not the ones having the response. I am. And a lot of people say face your fears. But for me, I literally had to do a timeout first. Breathe. Come to reality where I am. Don't look at the false evidence of what's in my mind. But open my eyes and look to see where I physically am. What's going on around me? Who's attached to the situation? Find a happy place, find a happy moment that brings me back to reality, that brings my mind, my heart, my soul back to peace, that brings my spirit back to balance. There are moments I literally had to talk myself through it. Okay, you are not back in your mother's house. You're not back home. You're not you're not back in the war zone. You're you're not in Korea. You're whatever it is, whatever situation is, I literally have to talk myself through it. What am I really feeling and why am I feeling this way? Okay, it's too many people. Can I remove myself from this situation? It's too loud. I can't control the sound. So what I can't control is my removing myself from the situation. These are just my personal things that have to deal with when it came to fear and anxiety. I had to go back to basics on my everyday function. When I got to the point, I was so overwhelmed and my reaction, my response and my reaction was very high, strong. And I got started feeling really anxious and wanted to lash out. I literally had to withdraw myself from everything and everyone and go back to basics. Am I sleeping well? Am I eating well? Am I work, working out, exercising to bring myself back to balance? Am I, am I resting? I need to bring my pie chart back into balance. Eat, sleep, exercise, and like literally allow my mind to rest. Stop thinking about so many different things. I need to bring my mind back into balance because there was so much going on around me that I literally was overreacting to everything based off one trigger led me to go into overreaction, fight or flight. For me, I don't want to fight, so I would flee. I would get out of the area. So these are things I'm still working through because my triggers are so different depending on where I am. But it all relates back to fear. It all comes back to fear. My emotional reaction and my physical reaction to something that I feel like will cause me pain, take me back to a moment of pain, or that it's a threat to my life which causes me to go to fight or flight. And it's real. It's a real reaction physically for my body. It causes my heart to to palpate more than it should i feel like i can't breathe my stomach starts to hurt and it, it can be extremely painful but all of these are chemical reactions based on the emotion that i had that causes the physical reaction now i gotta get all this stuff under control because i can't operate every day based on fear many people have a fear of being perfectionist i mean or being perfect There's people who walk in fear of starting over. Listen, I've been there. 
I've been married four times. I have been married three times. and divorced three times. I'm married my fourth time. But this is my final. And this is my permanent. It's my life. There's a fear of starting over. And it is very, it's very real. It's, it is very real for a lot of people. If you're in a relationship where you came together and you built together and together financially you're very stable. You're walking down the same road um, seeing that how you want to increase and build in your life and you built things together and you have children together. It is a fear to let go and now have to do it on your own. There are so many things that you now have to do on your own whereas you had a partner who literally worked with you and now you're having to work alone. But we have to face everything and rise above the fear. You have to face it. First, the first thing you got to do is face everything and recover. Recover your emotions, your heart. And it is hard to walk away. Whether it's a good relationship that went bad from cheating or it was a good relationship that went bad from financial issues and the hostility or abuse and uh, rejection because he you know he or she started looking at another woman or a man or started dating another woman or a man or it was a financial um drain on you that you were putting out more than the person was bringing in there is still yet a fear because you attached your life especially for women you attached your life to someone else and you built some things with this other person and you also have children with this person there is a real fear you are leaving everything that you were connected to you're leaving your pattern of normalcy to start over so starting over can be a fear listen married three times divorced three times every time i went back to being a single parent but in some cases in some in in one of my marriages i was already single i was married but single that was a fear for me who wants to get married and still feel like they're alone that is a fear but i had to face everything that i was going through look at it for what it really was and recover how my heart and my mind was seeing things i had to be restored and renewed i had to get a renewed outlook on how my life was going to be and then i had to rise so i had to face everything for what it was recover myself back to who I was before or better before I married this person before I connected with them because remember I was living before I met you I was functioning and had a life before I met you I pray that when it came when you get connected with someone your life gets better and thank God it does that when you connect with the right person things will come into balance not only will they come into balance but you'll have more access things in your life will flourish you will blossom but baby, if you're connected to the wrong person, you'll be depleted, tired, frustrated, angry, feel like you can't function most days, sometimes fall into depression. So then you get this fear of starting over because you have to let go of these things that are no good for you. But it still brings up an emotional and physical response of fear. But can I tell you, every time I had to cut loose and start over, it was the best decision I could have made. And I promise you this, it was the best because I was no longer stressed out about the finances because God was providing more than enough. And I have not been in lack, not once. May I, maybe maybe at, at some points I did not have overflow. But when I tell you I have five daughters who never lacked for anything, we always had a roof over our head. We always had food and transportation. They always had clothes, everything that they needed. 
I did not lack because I trusted in the source that can provide all things for me. But maybe you're not there. Maybe you don't have that kind of crazy faith that you can walk out of fear and start over. It's okay to start over. You may be a woman who has been married to somebody 30, 40 years and you didn't have to work them 30, 40 years. Start over. What's a passion inside of you that you kick out all the time? You're a cook. You're a baker. You do crafts. You sew. Start over. Use what you have that is a a true passion in your heart and use that to make your own money and grow. You haven't been to school for years. You You never graduated high school. Okay, go get your GED. Start over. Start afresh. No matter what age you are, you can always start over. Don't walk in fear and stay attached to something that's not going to benefit you. And it's only harming you. It's killing your emotions. It's killing your heart, how you love. It's killing your mental. You're now double-minded because you don't know whether you're coming or you're going. Rise above it. Recover. And be restored. Face everything and rise. Face everything and recover. Face everything and be restored. Thank God in my case, every time I was restored after divorce, I was better than I was in the marriage. Better than I was in the marriage. Then you have that, this, there's a fear of success. That was me too. I was scared that if I succeeded, people would see me different. There's that fear thing again, fear of how people saw me. How they received me. Fear of success. The what if I do become wealthy? Will I be able to maintain it? What if I do speak out? How will somebody else feel? No, baby, you caused me to feel this way. I'm going to speak. I had to overcome my fear. The false evidence. Appearing real of what they thought about me. Honestly, it's not even false. Because some people really will, they're going to dislike you whether you do good or you do bad. They're going to talk. They talked about Jesus. He gave his life. So in some some cases, it's not false. It's not false evidence. You know they're going to talk. Family seekers will make people speak and say things about you that ain't even true. And it's your truth you're speaking. As long as you're speaking your truth. See, I can't speak the truth for nobody else. But I can speak the truth for me of what I've been through. So I had a fear of opening my mouth and speaking because I didn't like the way I sound because I was told I didn't, you know, you talk too much or you so country. Or you they call me big country, uh, country G. I've been called all kinds of things. And so I had a fear how people would receive what I sound like. You talk too fast. I had a fear of succeeding in my own voice. I had a fear of being happy. And when I tell you this, I absolutely mean it. I had a fear of being happy because I had been married and divorced three times, although they were different type of marriages for different reasons. This time I fell in love. And the man chose me, although I saw him first. And I saw his heart, his character, his morals, and his standards. But yet I still, the top of my list was fear. And he'll tell you, we sat down and wrote out a list. Or the things that were challenging to us to get to the role of marriage. Because we had long, deep conversations. We had the hard, hard conversations up front before we even said we were committed to each other. Before we even said, hey, we're truly in a relationship. We had hard conversations four to seven hours long. To address things so that we knew what we were walking into. And then we made a list of what were the challenges to get to marriage. At the very top of my list, and I can show the whole world this. 
I wrote fear. I had been married and divorced three times. I've been a single mother on and off. And I had five daughters. So there was a lot of fear of what if my children reject him? What if we move together and we find out we're not compatible living together? What if the picture of what I thought I saw of this man is not true? Although over the months, it proved that he was who he said he was. Give someone enough time and they'll show you who they really are. But over the time, he was still consistent with his heart. He was still consistent with loving God. He was still consistent with showing up. He was still consistent putting me first. He was still consistent with being my friend. He didn't change. If anything, he had to deal with me and my traumatic brain injury and my cognitive issues and my post-traumatic stress disorder showing up and being triggered. I had a fear of being happy. Finally, truly having someone who loves me, all of me, inside and out. I had a fear. Because that means he saw my flaws. But when he saw my flaws, he embraced my flaws. We laughed so much and we laughed so often that I've never been there before. So that was a fear too. I had a fear of being rejected. I had a fear of being abandoned. So I had a fear of being happy. So with with all of this stuff, I was making up things in my head that were not true. So I had to address those false evidences in my mind that appeared to be real or that appeared that they will happen. Because they were false. He embraced every part of me. My fast talking. He'll say sometimes, hey, can you say that again? I understand you was talking too fast. And then we laugh about it. He embraced my flaws, my moodiness on, on my bad days. And when I'm weak, instead of talking about me, he pulls me close and prays for me. my fears even talking to you now my 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 tone of voice will adjust how i sound will adjust how i'm feeling will adjust and based on how i feel that's that react that's what you'll hear from me i had to take time out and breathe and face my fears fears of being happy listen on my wedding day i was trembling in my dad's arms i literally was trembling holding to my holding to my father's arm so much that I said, Daddy, you're going to have to hold me up. He said, we're going to have to hold each other up. I was crying before I went through the doors. Because I had a fear of being the, the center of attention walking into a room. And it's our wedding. I'm the bride. I, it was so, it was, I was so in fear that I asked my husband, hey, can I stand at the altar and as people come in, I'm already comfortable. And you walk in. He said, no. <laughs> That's not how it goes. But I had to face my fear. And if I wanted to get to the end of what I what I was receiving, which was my husband's hand in marriage, the commitment with the father. That this man would take and cover me as my husband, I had to walk through the doors. And being that I call him my husband, do you know, I made it through the doors, trembling and all tears falling down my face. I made it through the doors. And it was one of the best decisions I ever could have made. I overcame my fear of walking into a room full of people. It was even misconstrued when I, I thought they, I, they, somebody made a comment to me that there weren't that many people. And I said, yeah, good, let's go. Because, you know, in my head, if ain't less people, less stress on me, let's get through the door. Let's get it over with. And they took my reaction to it wrong. But I overcame my fear and walked into the room. 
which was beautiful by the way met my husband at the appointed place and appointed time and became his wife I overcame my fear I had to get that false thought out of my head I pushed through it I pressed in and walked through the door anyway and I've been in a happy place ever since not that we as a married couple we don't have issues we're still adjusting to each other and I ain't gonna say call it issues but we have minor disagreements with how we do things but we laugh through it we communicate through everything I was in fear of being successful in my marriage but my marriage is the best thing that I have other than my children I had a fear of being rejected by this man who accepted all of me so what if you're walking out of a bad relationship and you're starting over you don't have to walk in fear there is someone out there for you specifically you but I will tell you this look in the mirror and address all of your personal issues before you attach yourself to someone else yeah you're not gonna solve them all so don't get it twisted you'll never be perfect we no one is perfect we all fall short in a way in some way some form so stop trying to be perfect there's no perfect person but you can be perfectly purposed and the right person will be right there for you Stop trying to be perfect in how you talk, how you walk, how you look, how you dress, how you show up for someone else and just be you. There's a fear of being rejected by every in every avenue of your life. But you got to learn to overcome that and just be you. Can you look at yourself in the mirror and accept what you see? And if you can't accept what you see, do the work to make the change. I used to be a small girl and then I had multiple, multiple, over 20 surgeries. And then I was on steroids forever, even now. And so I gained all this weight and it took me a minute to adjust. But I love me some me. But I was in fear of how other people would see me. And the hardest part was walking into my grandmother's house, spending the whole day with her. Somebody else shows up in the middle of the evening after auntie passed away. And my grandma says, girl, you sure is fat. Now, hold on. I've been here with you all day here with you all day had breakfast laughed and joked talked for hours took a nap woke back up someone come in and all of a sudden now you have something negative to say about me that was a fear of mine that they would see me differently but what they didn't see is that my heart is still the same i'm still the person i'm still the same person who will encourage you be there for you support you lift you spend my money on you but you flipped on me in the middle of the day i've been here with you all day and it took me eight months to walk back in my auntie, my grandmother's house. Let me say that right. It took me eight months to walk back in my grandmother's house after she said that to me. Because I was in fear of what she was, how she would see me. So when my auntie called and said, well, what, my dear want to know why you ain't been back. Then I told her, I said, because my dear called me fat. I had been there with her all day, all day. And she waited till somebody else came. And then she wanted to turn on me and say something to me out the way. Now, my grandma was a piece of work. I love my grandma, but she'll say anything and everything out of her mouth. I just didn't like the, the timing and the approach of how she did it. She could have said that to me first thing in the morning. It was just me and her. And I would, say, I would let her know, but then I've had 20 surgeries and I've been on steroids. It's not that I eat a lot. And anybody who's around me long enough know I don't eat much. But then I don't owe you an explanation. So I had to overcome the fear of being around my grandmother, knowing what she may or may not say. Then, too, I'm not going to hold up to your standard. 
owe you anything. Only to love you as God commands, only to love you. I don't have to receive your negative words and eat that. I've come through too much to allow somebody to tear down my self-esteem. So I had to come overcome a lot of fears. Fears of being abandoned. My mother did not want us when we were born. You heard me say this before. So I had a fear of when I attached to people or friendships and relational connections, I had a fear of abandonment. So instead of you abandoning and leaving me, I would leave you first. I would leave you first. Even when it comes down to uh, relational connections with ministry. I'm very hands off. I will only allow you to get so close because I do carry the heart of God. I do. I love everyone. I love everyone. But what I'm not going to do is let you use me. I'm not going to let you get close enough to me where you'll bring me down to my knees when you walk away. The Bible says guard your heart. That's exactly what I do. It doesn't mean I have a brick wall, but I do. I am very cautious of how I love, how I allow people to come in. I will love you with the love of God, but I'm not going to allow you to get so close to me. And for some people, that may be a bad thing, maybe a good thing. But for me, it helps me control my fear. It helps me control my emotions and my physical reactions to a person. So the methods to get out of this and fear can be false evidence appearing real. That's the acronym. False evidence appearing real. And I say to come out of it, I would say face everything and rise. Face everything and recover what you feel like you have lost. Face everything and be restored. Fear. We don't have to be a perfectionist. We don't have to walk in fear of starting over. We don't have the fear of success. Success for most people is a good thing. You should want to succeed and let your children see you succeed so they know how to walk through the process to succeed as well. You should want to be happy. Now, don't get it twisted. There's people out in the world who, who misery, misery loves company and they like being miserable. If that's the case, you got some people like that in your life, I would say check your circle. It's time for you to let them people go. There's a fear of rejection. You don't have to walk in rejection. Because maybe the thing that was big, that was rejecting you was God's protection for you. That very thing that you think rejected you was God's protection for you. And I appreciate God for protecting me, for pulling me away from some things and some people. So when they thought they rejected, were rejecting me, it was actually God's protection of my heart. It was God's protection of my mind. It was God's protection of my soul and my spirit. So thank you for your rejection because you weren't walking in. You were not equally yoked with me. You were not who I thought you were. Let go of rejection. Let go. Letting go of the fear of abandonment. Just as sure as you were born by yourself, and I was born by myself. My twin was born right before me. I still came out the womb by myself. I was living before I met my husband. I'll be living when he's gone. That's the way I had to take on my those three divorces before. But when I tell you, when you get the right one. The fear falls away because as I put on my list, fear was the very first thing. When I tell you we had conversations to walk us out of those things we were afraid of that was causing us some issues and stress that we didn't have to really stress over it because we knew God, would, but God was in the midst of us and that we really were a king. We really are a kingdom connection. 
And anything we don't understand, we pray about it and seek God for his direction. So now we can face everything together and rise. We face things together and we recover. We race, we face everything together and we're restored and renewed in our minds. That's the biggest one for me. Facing everything and being renewed. My mind being renewed by Christ. Bringing me into balance. But it depends on the situation. It depends on the trigger. It depends on the circumstance. It depends on the issue. It depends on my physical reaction and my emotional reaction that gives me my steps. I take a time out or I remove myself. I breathe. I look at what what it is that I'm really facing. What the situation, the issue, the circumstance is. And I face that fear. I face the the, the thing that, that's causing me to feel anxious or scared or afraid. Or giving me an uneasy feeling. I literally examine. I am, I really review the evidence of what it is that I'm going through. Why am I feeling the way I feel? What is my trigger? And I have to remind, my, remind myself. I am not perfect. No one is. And it's okay to feel the way I feel. But I just cannot stay there. What is the true evidence of what I'm going through? And is it really real? I have to be mindful of what I'm thinking. Be think about what you're thinking. Be mindful of what you're thinking. I have to be real with myself. So be be mindful. Be real, and then be consistent. Am I consistently checking myself? Checking what I'm allowing in my space. Checking why do I feel like I need to be perfect? Why do I feel like I'm having a hard time starting over? Why do I? Why am I afraid of being successful? Why is it hard for me to be happy? Why am I still worried about being rejected when I know it's God's protection for me? Why am I worried about being abandoned when that's the best thing they could have did, did was left me alone? Because everywhere I'm going, I can't take everybody. So I don't have to fear. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. So if I walk in love, but guard my heart, if I walk with my mind sound, sound, knowing that whatever decision I make, whatever decision I make, it is I who have to deal with the consequences and then I have to worry about the side effects for how it hits anybody else. But it's still my decision. It still comes back to me because God gives me the right to choose. I don't have to be in fear. I can face everything and rise. I can face everything and recover. I can face everything and be restored. I can face everything and be renewed because I don't have to look at the false evidence appearing to be real. Fear. I don't have to walk in fear because I walk with God. He's always with me. He never leaves me. He allows me to go through because I need the lessons. I have to walk the journey. I have to go through the process. But I don't have to fear it. This is just my take on fear. This is just the things I've gone through and some things that I've had to address with fear. And I'm grateful because I'm still evolving. I'm still recovering. I'm still being restored. I don't plan on bleeding on anybody. So even in the, in the moments where I feel Something's overwhelming me. I know to take a time out. Breathe. Look at the evidence. See myself in a happier place. Talk myself through it. Or go back to basics. And when I make it through, 
when I make it through, when I get recovered, restored, or rise above it, I reward myself. And I go back out and I do it again. Because now I'm facing the fear. Know this too before I close. There are times where you're going to have to do it afraid. Because it pushes you into your greater when you do it with that on your shoulder. There are times we're going to have to push through feeling uneasy is what I mean. Feeling an uneasiness and you still have to push through knowing that if you push through, you'll get to your greater. If you stop being comfortable and get uncomfortable, you can go to your elevation. You can get to that place that God is trying to take you to. You can go deeper. You can go higher. You can get your promise. So there are times when you have to push through the fear, push through being uncomfortable, push through feeling anxious. get your promise God bless you I pray that you have received something from this today and thank you for listening this is uniquely me